I'm, I'm cracking up because you basically just read Godzilla's Tinder profile. Exactly. So. That's what I was going for. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Kaiju Weekly, the weekly podcast that introduces you to the wide world of giant monster movies. I am your host, Michael, better known as the Kaiju Groupie, and today I am joined by friend of the podcast. You know her as a Kaiju YouTuber, Kim Hogue, aka Kaiju Kim. How are you doing? I'm fantastic, Michael. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And thank you so much for uh, being so willing to jump on here. Sort of sort of at the last minute, but not quite, because you and I actually had a conversation scheduled today uh, for my show. Um, so unfortunately, Travis couldn't make it. Uh, he decided to be lazy and skip out. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. He lives in Mississippi. And unfortunately, uh, I think the Gulf Coast and all the way up on the eastern seaboard uh, side of the United States is being hit hard with, uh, was it Hurricane Zeta? Yeah, Hurricane Zeta. Zeta, Zeta, uh, which sounds, I told him earlier uh, when I when I finally got up with him, it sounds like a interesting kaiju name. Like, I'm surprised that there's no kaiju named Zeta yet. There should be. Problem. There should be. You're right. You're right. Uh, but thank you so much. I, I really appreciate that. So before we get started, uh, if you want to take a few minutes, introduce yourself to the folks and give as much or as little information about yourself as you want to. All right. Well, um, my name is Kim. I am 29 years old. I have been watching Godzilla movies for as long as I can remember. Um, I have a YouTube channel, like he said, um, called Kaiju Kim, um, where I usually talk about, um, Godzilla and other kaiju, mostly Godzilla at this point. Um, I actually didn't see any other kaiju films except for Rodan until I hit adulthood, so I'm a little behind. Sure. But uh, um, I, I actually asked my dad why he never showed any other kaiju films to me, and it was because he didn't want to compromise my love for Godzilla. And so here we are. <laughs> Interesting. That's, that's a, uh, that is a good parent right there because, uh, I'm like, I'm a lot like you where I grew up with Godzilla, but I didn't know all these other interesting kaiju films existed until much, much later in life. I think, uh, I didn't see Rodan until I was in my, uh, early twenties or maybe mid twenties at this point. I don't remember. I knew it existed, but anything outside of Godzilla, I just didn't care about it. Right. And then over the last couple of years, I've just been sort of uh, going through all the other kaiju films associated with uh, uh, Toho and Daie and, and some others, because once you've blown through the entire Godzilla franchise, you're like, well, OK, so where do I go now? Yeah, exactly. Right. So there's some others uh, really there's some gems in there, you know, War of the Gargantuas, Rodan, Mothra, some others. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, from what I understand, you also, uh, your day job is a, as a video production, is in video production, correct? Uh, yeah, I have a freelance um, editing company um, called KH Edits. Um, okay. Yeah, so basically um, people send me their footage and I make it look pretty. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I mean, I've seen your reels. I've seen your work and it's all fantastic stuff. I know uh, you and I touched base a little bit the other day. You're looking for some freelance work. So listener, if there's anyone out there that needs uh, video work done, uh, Kim is your person. So uh, I'll make sure to put some links to her to her portfolio. I about got tongue tied there <laughs> in the links of this episode. So you can check her out. But uh, but yeah, um, again, I'm super excited to have you on. Uh, you and I haven't really talked much except for just a few interactions with, uh, well, on Twitter and in the most recent Kaiju quarantine. And speaking of, before we get started, I do have to ask you a very important question. What's that? And that is by having you on the show, does this effectively uncancel me? We'll see about that. We'll see. We'll see how the conversation goes. <laughs> Uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Michael has in fact been canceled during the most recent Kaiju quarantine. And um, yeah, this conversation is over because I do not want to be mixed up with someone who has been canceled. Um, thank you. Have a good night. God bless. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. No, it's uh, no, it's it's all in good fun. It's all in good fun. Well, I, it's all in good fun for me. I don't know about Kim, but it's all in good fun. I'm having for a me. great time. I'm sure you are. It sounds like you are anyway. I'm sure that I'm hoping the listeners having a good time by now. Um, so yeah, we've got a really uh, good episode scheduled for you guys listening. Uh, it is going to be our Godzilla 101 episode. We're going to, and in honor of the big guy's birthday, we're going to cover everything that we can possibly think of uh, to get you guys caught up, up to speed, introduced, whatever, to the wide world of Godzilla. And the purpose of this podcast, uh, the purpose of Kaiju Weekly in general, is just to give folks an entry point to some of these giant monster movies that may not be familiar with them or have maybe fallen off over the years or just don't know that this world of magic and wonder even exists. So. That's the whole purpose of this show. But before we get into all of that, we on this show, we do like to cover a little bit of news items. So, Kim, if you are ready, uh, we can jump right into the news. All right. So we're going to cue the beady beady. We are going to cue the beady beady. Okay. So was it last week? Or was it the uh, was it last week? It feels like it's been so long ago at this point. Right? Uh, yeah, it feels like we've been. It feels like it's been forever ago yeah, like now. What, what, what even is time anymore? Twenty twenty has just been like, <laughs> like I don't even know what month it is. Like what? We're at the end of October already. Wasn't it March yesterday? But yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I think so. I think so. And I think Christmas is tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, crap! I didn't do my shopping. Ugh. Oh, yeah, I know, right? Same. I'm I'm right there with you. My wife's going to be pissed. Oh, man. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but no, last week we got ourselves a little uh teaser trailer. I guess you could really I guess you could call it a trailer because it was pretty long. It was like a minute and a half long of Godzilla Singular Point, which is the brand new uh anime series coming to Netflix in May of 2021, April. if I'm not I mistaken. I think it was April 2021. April 2021. I know it's in the springtime somewhere, so I didn't write it down, so bad on me for not writing that down. Canceled. Uh, I know. I know. Right, here we go. The, can the cancel jokes are going to be strong with this one, people. <laughs> uh, but Kim, let me ask you, Just I'm going to ask your opinion first. Uh, what did you think about the trailer that we got to see last week? Or this week? 
or, or whenever. Yeah. But I, this whenever, yeah. yeah, this whenever I liked it. I liked it a lot. I'm especially excited that they're bringing back my boy Jet Jaguar, because right. it's been so long since we've seen him. I think the last time we see him saw him was um, in one of the Godzilla video games, I believe it was Godzilla Unleashed for the Wii. I think he, you can play as Jet Jaguar. But other than that, we haven't really seen much of him. So I'm excited about that. And uh, we've also seen we also see some uh, kaiju we haven't seen in a while, like Titanosaurus and Gabra, and I think Ebra was in there for like 0.2 seconds. I'm glad you brought up Titanosaurus because that is a point of contention. Uh, that is a point of contention within the fandom, at least the online Twitter sphere of the fandom. We don't know for sure if that is Titanosaurus. I was spoke. I was speaking with who was I talking with the other? I think it was maybe Nathan or Henry. Um, and I'm not sure if it's Titanosaurus because the, the the red coloring with the orange markings. Yeah, you know what? Indicates- I was I was confused. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but like, no, you're good. I I was confused. Like people were saying it was Titanosaurus, and like eh, that doesn't really look like Titanosaurus because he looks more aquatic than what we're used to. But if you if you really take a good look at his facial features, you can tell that it's very similar to the Titanosaurus mm-hmm. we know and love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was really throwing me off there was the uh, Godzilla-esque dorsal plates on the back or the fins on the back. That's what was throwing me off. But it could because the, the clip it's the clip where um, Titanosaurus or what we think is Titanosaurus was was featured happened so quickly that we really didn't get a, a good look at it. Right? We don't we don't really know for sure, but we can take an educated guess from some of the screen, like some people taking screenshots and freezing the frame a little bit so we can see. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to safely assume at this point it's Titanosaurus, but I was talking with another person uh, in direct message the other day, and that is an, un- for, I think apparently that is an unused concept for Godzilla way back in the day when Godzilla was supposed to be like more aquatic, more of a sea monster, like an actual sea monster than a, uh, a, a, a bipedal dinosaur. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So... That's what was throwing me off a little bit about Titanosaurus. Now, as far as the other kaiju go, I'm super excited. I know it's is a weird thing to get excited about, but I'm actually excited to see Gabra come back, which it seems to me that they're going to uh, actually play up the what we learned. I think it was earlier this year where Toho just came out and said, yep, he's a giant mutated toad. Like, OK, well, I always thought he was a cat, but <laughs> whatever. Um, I don't know what he was. Uh, just like, oh, okay, it's just a monster with, you know, weird looking face. Yeah. For a hot second, I thought it was Baragon, and that got Travis all excited. Uh, that got his his heart all a flutter because he loves Baragon. I know. Justice and for Baragon. Justice for Baragon. Right, right, right. Even though Angiris deserves more justice, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I'm the host today. I can say that. <laughs> Any. <laughs> But I thought it was Baragon at first because they have a very similar facial structure, at least in the anime to the Baragon. But, you know, freeze frame, looking a little bit closer, the green coloring, the horn on the front, and so that that fur, big cat-like ears, it's obviously going to be Gabra. Um, also, and you talked about Jet Jaguar, and I want to ask you, when did because um, the last time I remember seeing Jet Jaguar in a piece of Godzilla media was in Rulers of Earth. Did the Wii game before? Did the Wii game come before Rulers of Earth or after? Do you know? Ooh, good question. Uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember. I think Unleashed came out in 2007. Let me look it up on my phone. Yeah, Godzilla Unleashed came out in 2007. 
Okay, so it was a little bit earlier than Rulers of Earth, because Rulers of Earth, uh, at least Volume 1, uh, well, I'm going by the volumes, or I guess I'm going by the volumes. It says right here it came out in 2000, or, see, 2013, excuse me. Um, so I'm assuming that is when the series started, and then we got the volumes uh, sometime later after the series had concluded. So, uh, yeah, that was the last time I remember seeing a Jet Jaguar in Godzilla media. I was really excited to see him back. Now, I don't know how I feel about the uh, about the actual design of Jet this time around. Yeah, is um, it me or does he look kind of flat in the trailer? Like, maybe that's just... He, <sighs> Iron Giant is what comes to mind uh, yeah. when I saw him. Like the the skinny robotic arms, I'm assuming, I'm assuming his um his upper arm will be his upper arms will be super skinny. He'll have big forearms, possibly like Iron Giant. If they do that, it's gonna be exact. It's gonna look identical to Iron Giant. Um, the facial features look you could tell it was Jet. Yeah, but eh, okay, I I wasn't really super. I'm not really excited about about what they're going to do with him. I'm hoping that is not the final design because in the trailer, you see him in a uh, storage bay in a hang, in a hangar. Yeah. Bay. I'm thinking, so I'm hoping, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, you're I'm thinking maybe they're in the process of building him. So maybe I'm thinking his arms aren't going to be that skinny. I'm hoping they just stay true to what his original design is. But so I'm thinking maybe they, we only just saw him for like what, two seconds. So I'm thinking maybe they just, they're just working on building him or something. Right. Yeah. That's, that's sort of my going theory on that as well. Um, that the, hopefully it's an unfinished, hopefully they're built. Like we said, they're built, they're in the process of building jet. That is not the final jet Jaguar design, but regardless, if that's what the final design looks like, it's just going to be good to see jet come back. Uh, cause we haven't seen him since at least on film. We've not seen him since the seventies. Uh, yeah, since yeah, since Godzilla versus Megalon, we've not seen him in an actual movie or television setting. I don't remember when. I don't remember when. Um, shoot, that the name of that Tokusatsu uh, show, Zone Fighter, escapes Zone Fighter. Was he in Zone Fighter? Was he? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Now that I'm thinking about it, because. Uh, I know that that particular Godzilla design was in Zone Fighter. I know they had Gigan in Zone Fighter, and they used the '73 Gigan. Um, not sure. I don't think they used Megalon, and I know they used King Ghidorah. But other than that, I don't think. Maybe I'm incorrect here, and I'm sure someone will correct me because that's the nature of the internet. Um, Jet Jaguar was not in Zone Fighter, which. I di- I wasn't 100 percent sure on that either. But yeah, I'm excited to see him. Uh, probably another one. Another kaiju I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing come back is uh, uh, Rodan and Anguirus. And Anguirus looks very true to what we know and love about the spiky boy. Whereas Rodan, they're going with a more paleo look for Rodan. It's obviously it's obviously Rodan because the 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 um, the shot they used was from underneath and you could see the spikes on the belly and the coloring was, was the same, but they're going with a more uh, Pteranodon look for him. And I'm, I'm interested to see what they do. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about Rodan's new design. I mean, I know he's, he's always been a Pteranodon, but like now he, he almost kind of looks, 
I mean, he, like you said, you can, I don't, I don't want to say unrecognizable, but cause you can recognize that it's Rodan, but it's mm-hmm. like, I don't know. He looks a little too different, you know? I'm wondering if um, we're going to have an entire species of Rodan, right? Oh. Because in that one shot, there's the one shot in the trailer and it only happens for a split second. You see an entire flock of what appears to be Pteranodon flying through the city, uh, spreading some kind of red mist, which I'm hoping it's not fecal matter. Oh, if it is fecal matter, I, I feel so bad for those people. Um, yeah, so it'll be really interesting to see what they do with the character. Now I want to move on just and, and talk maybe a little bit about story and uh, see if you got, see if you have maybe any predictions on maybe what the storyline is going to be for this, for this particular uh, series, because right now we don't know a whole lot. We, we know sort of what the the human cast is going to be like. We know uh, what, uh, the mon- we know sort of what monsters we're going to get. I'm sure we've not seen all of them yet. Uh, and we even get a, we, we've even got a pretty good idea of what Godzilla is going to look like. Um, so let me ask you, what do you think the story is going to be like for this, this anime series? I think it's going to be similar to the, um, the Godzilla animated series from the late nineties. Um, where there's like a team of um, people like trying to work with Godzilla or whatever, or trying to study Godzilla, something along those lines. Um, because we get we're getting a lot of characters, and I, th- I think I saw some of them had they were wearing some sort of uniform, so that that's what led me to that conclusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it seems like we've got two. We don't, and we, I don't believe, we, and maybe you, maybe you know, and I, I'm just not remembering, but it seems like we've got two younger ish protagonists uh for this time around so i'm wondering i'm kind of wondering if it's gonna be if it's gonna be similar to like maybe a a gamera movie or something where we've got the kid protagonists and the kids start discovering all of this weird paranormal monster activity going on and none of the and and nobody believes them but maybe a select few adults and all of a sudden, boom, there's monsters on, on there's monsters that start showing up and they're, then they have to figure out a way to coexist with them. So I'm just playing, I'm just playing up ideas there. Yeah. That would be kind of interesting just to have kind of like a monster human coexistence storyline type thing. Mm-hmm. And it would be sort of, um, it'd be sort of, uh, play into sort of the, the I think they're going to go the paleo route. I was talking with Henry uh, a few days ago and he thinks that that's what, what they're going to do where sort of like in the monster verse um, there's all of these different kaiju around the world or in around Japan or whatever. And for some unknown reason, they all start waking back up. Right. So, um, and then humans have to figure out a way to live in a world with monsters again. So I want to say that's going to be a pretty, that's a pretty generic, uh, way to write it, but I still think that it's going to be more interesting than the anime trilogy that we got before. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Just throwing, just throwing that out. I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to say anything about it, but you brought it up. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's okay. It's, you know, there's no secret that I am not a fan of the anime trilogy. I know Eric and Alex, Eric and Alex really appreciate it. There's us and Nathan really appreciate it. A lot of the people that we talk to on a day on a on a daily basis really love the anime trilogy and appreciate it. But for me, I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. It's just like, like, it's just such a depressing trilogy and I get what they're going for. They're going for, um, you know, the world has now ended due to Godzilla and ultimately man's hubris, um, to create this world of monsters, this planet of monsters. So, um, I get it. I get, but it's just so, I don't know. I I don't want to say, I don't want to throw out the word boring because I feel like that's really subjective, but it's not, it's not entertaining. Let's put it that way. Yeah. There's a couple of moments where I may or may not have fallen asleep and woken back up to see the movie ending. Um, I can neither confirm nor deny that, yeah that 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 trilogy really dragged i was not a fan of it at all (laughs) for sure yeah um so uh i I guess the big question is are you going to be watching well no let me back up let me back up let me back up here uh because we never talked about uh the new godzilla design we're going to be getting through the anime trilogy i know people are screaming at they're screaming at their devices right now saying talk about godzilla (laughs) yes i know i know we got to talk about godzilla i'm sorry um what do you think about the new goji that we're going to be getting i think he looks pretty cool i like the texture design he has he's got some extra fangs going on there um it's really gmk ish right yeah yeah very gmk and the silhouette image that we got, um, may I'm wondering if they're going to give him a, a hinged jaw, like they get, like they gave um, uh, Shin. I'm wondering if they're going to go that route, where it the the silhouette image. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's the one where there's no detail to it. It's just a silhouette of Godzilla, uh, bathed in orange. It's just an orange silhouette. So. And you see his his mouth gaping open, sort of like a snake. Yeah. So I'm wondering, like, I'm wondering what they're going to do with that. I mean, honestly, personally, I hope they don't make it like Shin because um, it just struck me as strange. I don't know if you saw my review of Shin Godzilla, but I, I figure I'm... I mentioned that, you know, most of the new designs and the, his new powers or whatever struck me as strange. But... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of hoping they don't go that route. I think they just, uh, maybe they will. I don't know. I just re-listened, I just re-listened to your review of Shin this morning um, when I knew you, I was going to have you on here. And um, I forgot that I forgot that you weren't a fan. I thought you were one of those, I thought you were one of the people that loved Shin Godzilla. So I, I did forget about that. Now, I know Travis does not care for Shin Godzilla. And uh, that is he just that is not he has he has said before that Shin Godzilla is not Godzilla to him. Now I get it. I totally understand where he's coming from because other than other than it other than some of the design nods to Godzilla, you don't really know it's Godzilla, right? It's such a it's such an interesting take on the creature where it's 
just a, a, a gruesome, just, I don't know how to describe it. It's just a gruesome, ugly, horrifying version of the creature, which if you talk, if you listen to any commentary about uh, the original 54 Gojira, the skin Go, Gojira's skin tech skin texture was supposed to uh, mimic not, it was supposed to not be scales. It was supposed to be, it was supposed to mimic uh, scars from radiation. And I think that is, that is the basis of the, the Shin Godzilla design. And I'm, and it's not for everybody. I personally, I'm okay with it. It took me a couple of watches to really appreciate Shin. Um, but I view it more as a political satire than a straight up Godzilla disaster movie. Right. Yeah. And I think that's part of why I'm not a huge fan of it because I'm not really into political satire. Um, I'm just here for Godzilla. <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, Travis is, I, I'll go ahead and speak for Travis. And I think that's sort of where he's at too with, with Shin. So I, I like the new Godzilla design. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him in all of his, in all of his uh, glory. I'm glad that this is going to be sort of a departure. Well, I'm, I'm extremely happy that it's going to be a departure from Godzilla earth, which just looked like a giant walking piece of wood. Yeah. That was terrible. So, uh, with that said, uh, we're going to move into our main topic and it's a good one, uh, because, uh, for anyone who does not know, uh, next week, uh, on November the 3rd is Godzilla's birthday. Well, Godzilla's anniversary. He was he debuted in on November the 3rd, 1954 in uh in theaters with his first debut film of Gojira. And so I know the entire fandom is going to be a flutter with all things Godzilla at least for that day if not that entire month. So, Travis and I decided to uh, dedicate the entire month of November to Godzilla. And we're going to be doing uh, a Godzilla film each and every week. Uh, last week, uh, last week we were going to do uh, Godzilla 2014, but we, but it was our anniversary. So we decided not to review a film last week. Uh, so this week we're going to be doing Godzilla 101, which is Basically, we're going to try to cover everything you need to know about the big guy himself, the big G. So uh, we're going to try to distill this down as as simply and as easy to understand as humanly possible. Because like I said, this show, uh, we, we try to make this show as accessible for newer fans and old fans alike. So we're going to be just asking some very simple questions like who, what, when, where, why, and how. So we're going to start with the who, um, and we're going to ask the question, who is Godzilla? So, uh, Kim, do you want to cover the, uh, who is Godzilla from the practical real world sense, or do you want to cover the, who is Godzilla, the character in universe? Ooh, um, I guess, uh, maybe a little bit of both. All right. Okay. Let's go for it. So, um, for anyone who does not know, Godzilla is, um, in, in all practical senses, he is a giant monster created by Toho back in 1954. Um, he has a very rich legacy of films ranging from Godzilla versus to several reboots spanning from all the way back in the fifties up till now with the most recent Godzilla King of the monsters. Um, 
in universe, uh, he is a character, uh, basically a, a giant radioactive dinosaur, a mutated creature, uh, awoken by nuclear testing, nuclear radiation. Godzilla's full name is Godzilla King of the Monsters. Um, his date of birth is November 3rd, 1954, via nuclear radiation, as we discussed. Um, he is not currently married, but he has three kids um, named <laughs> Minya, Godzuki, <laughs> and Godzilla Jr. And uh, Godzilla likes to take evening strolls through Tokyo and other Japanese cities, and he dislikes other giant monsters coming onto his turf. And he's had to fight many monsters like King Kong, Mothra, King Ghidorah, and Mechagodzilla. Uh, yeah. See, he's been an allegory, he's been a villain, he's been a hero, and he's been a father. Yeah, I mean, yeah, his, I mean his, his, his career, career is, is, is rich and... I don't, I don't I'm, I'm cracking up because you basically just read Godzilla's Tinder profile. Exactly. So. That's what I was going for. <laughs> <laughs> you, you threw me off guard there for just a, for a second. Uh, yeah, I didn't expect that. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, Godzilla has this, has this rich film history uh, in both film and on in written media as well because there's been several comic books books uh written about and illustrated uh surrounding surrounding him right um so you know given given all that let me ask you what is your in your opinion what is who is the the quintessential godzilla in your mind Ooh. I'm torn between the original 1954 Godzilla and the Godzilla in the later Showa eras where he's more of the hero. So, hmm. I guess, hmm. I don't know, man. That's, that's a, ooh. <laughs> so, okay. So I probably should have phrased that. I should, probably should have phrased that a little bit different way. When, when you, when I say, Godzilla. The, what's the first? What's the first iteration of, of that character that comes to mind? Probably um, the iteration from the early Showa era, like I said, um, where he's more of the hero, or more specifically from King Kong versus Godzilla, because that's the first Godzilla movie I ever saw to, to my okay. to my memory. Yeah. So whenever I hear Godzilla, that design automatically pops into my mind. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, for me, it has to be, um, honestly, it has to be the Godzilla that we see from destroy all monsters is the first Godzilla that comes to mind. The 1968, I don't know the proper Jap. I don't know the actual suit name that escapes me. I think it was like the Shinji Gek Shinji Gekko or Shinji something Godzilla. I don't remember. Um, but that's getting a little bit too deep in the weeds, but yeah, when someone says Godzilla to me, that is the, that is the design that comes to mind first right because when i when i was growing up um all we had were the show of films uh the the films from the heisei era and the millennium era did not come until much much later see i think it was around 1993 or 94 when i first got into godzilla um and at the time the the heisei era of films were still being filmed in Japan. So we didn't get things like Godzilla versus King Ghidorah, Godzilla versus Biollante or anything like that. Um, 
over here in the U.S. It's it was all show up. So that's what I was that's what I was raised on. Now I know a lot of kid. I know a lot of new fans now. Where since we have access to all this stuff on a, on a much easier basis, they um, typically when you ask this question to a to a new ish fan, probably the one that comes to mind for them is Godzilla is the one from Godzilla versus uh, Biollante or Godzilla maybe even Godzilla versus Space Godzilla, the the big bulky thunder thigh Godzilla from the Heisei series. Um, which is fine. I mean, that's you know uh, a lot of a lot of the younger fans. Uh, that's who the, that's who they identify as Godzilla to them, which, you know, that if that's still, you know, to each their own, that, that's still a good choice. Um, so who would you say is, who would you say that is Godzilla's toughest opponent? Because he has faced so many opponents in his career, anywhere from Angaris was his, obviously from his first, encounter with an opponent but way back in 1955 and i think the last time the last original kaiju he fought was the mutos if i'm not yes the mutos Mm -hmm. so with all of that said who would you say is godzilla's most iconic opponent his most iconic opponent um are we talking other than king Ghidorah, or can i say king Ghidorah? You can say whatever you want. I can say whatever I want. It's a free country. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I would have to say his toughest opponent opponent would have to be, yeah, either King Ghidorah or Destroya, for sure. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. That's, I was, uh, King Ghidorah is, uh, King Ghidorah is the Joker, I think. If you're, if we're going to put it in comic book terms, if we're going to put it in, uh, terms of Batman, uh, King Ghidorah is to Godzilla as the Joker is the Batman. He is this giant three headed golden dragon that showed up way back in 19, uh, fifth, sorry, 1964, shoot, 1964, uh, with Ghidorah, the three headed monster. And we've had at least one iteration of King Ghidorah in every single era of Godzilla. So I would say he's probably the, the most iconic emperor. And I know people will fight me on this, but I want to say he's King Ghidorah is probably his toughest opponent also. Um, uh, outside of maybe Mechagodzilla. Uh, Mechagodzilla has usually given um, Godzilla a, a, a really tough battle, especially in, uh, I think it was uh, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla 2 from 93, where he where Godzilla literally died. Yeah, he, uh, he went he went he went brain dead. Um, we won't go into de- we won't go into details on how that happened, but spoiler uh, alert for people who haven't seen it. Well, that's true. Yeah. See, I just, see, I just broke the, the purpose of this show. See, I, sorry guys, spoiler alert. Canceled. The, <laughs> these are decades old movies. <laughs> if you've not seen them by now, that's shame on well, you. I, I never uh, understood that logic. Just because the movie is old doesn't mean everyone has seen it. And like, I'm 29 years old and no one, not everyone has seen me. So by that logic, everyone should have seen me by now. Cause I've been out for 29 years. I have no answer to that. <laughs> exactly. That's what I thought. I have no answer to that whatsoever. Okay. Maybe I deserve to be canceled at this point. We do. Um, <laughs> but no, if you don't know, if you're not familiar with what we're talking about, it's Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla 2. Go check it out. I think it's, you can watch it on pretty much anywhere at this point. Um, so 
you know, moving on to the next question, we're moving on to the what, moving on to the not necessarily what is Godzilla, because we've sort of already answered that in a way. Um, I asked the question on social media uh, earlier this week when I said, so what does Godzilla mean to you? Right. Because Godzilla means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. You know, to some people, he's the hero. To some people, he's uh, the embodiment of man's hubris. Um, so let me ask you, Kim, what does this franchise, what does the what does the idea of Godzilla mean to you? So as much as I loved Godzilla as a kid, and I still do to this day, I was actually pretty scared of him when I was a kid. Um, I don't know if you saw Michael my video on Godzilla versus Destroyer, and I, I explained why that. I did. Yeah, why that yeah. movie makes me uncomfortable. But basically, for anyone who hasn't seen it, my parents accidentally traumatized me by using a motion-activated Godzilla toy in place of a stair gate. So that kind of um, <laughs> that kind of uh, set off some fears of Godzilla for me. But even with that fear instilled in me, I still wanted to watch the movies. I always saw Godzilla as the hero, even even when he was technically the villain. And he's just always been a part of my life. And I didn't want to be scared of him anymore because he was my hero. And so I guess in a way, Godzilla taught me how to overcome fear because one of the best ways to overcome your fears is to face them. And that's exactly what I did by watching these movies. And now here I am on a podcast talking about how much I love him. And I have an entire YouTube channel inspired by him. So, in the words of Minya, Godzilla says I have to fight my own battles. <laughs> Don't you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, to, I'm I'm right there with you. Now, I was never really scared of Godzilla. Um, to me. I don't know. Godzilla's always been sort of that anti, not necessarily the hero, but he's not always the villain. Like I'm always able to, like, I know a lot of folks say, well, you know, it's, it's hard to empathize with a, with a giant fire breathing reptile. I'm like, well, you know, just watch the films. You'll, you'll get what we mean in a minute. But, um, I'm always able to empathize with Godzilla because to me, Godzilla is sort of tragic. I mean, he's, um, He's this monster that did not ask to be here. He did not ask to be uh, nuked, for better, for lack of a better way to put it. He did not ask to uh, uh, be a destroyer. He he just he just is. Godzilla just is. And you know, to me, growing up, Godzilla was Godzilla was an escape. Um, and I've talked about this on other podcasts before that where um, I was the quiet kid. Right. I was the quiet kid, didn't have a whole lot of friends growing up. I just was sort of to myself. Like I preferred to play by myself. Right. I just didn't, I didn't make friends very well uh, growing up. And to me, you know, Godzilla, dinosaurs, just in general, you know, old Harryhausen films, those were staples in my home. So I have that emotional attachment because, um, you know, I, I just, I just, I grew up with it. I grew up with it. Some of my fondest memories with my parents were me in the living room watching a Godzilla movie, not because my parents wanted to. No, 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 they did not. Uh, but they watched it because I wanted to watch it. Right. They wanted, they, they indulged me in that, in that way. And, you know, because of that, because of my parents just sort of supporting my hobbies and supporting my love of, of, of giant monsters in general, because it's so, it's something that's always been with me. I'm sitting here 
talking to you on a podcast dedicated to Godzilla and all other giant monsters. And so um, he's been a Godzilla has been a huge portion of my life, although you know, there for many years, I sort of, I sort of suppressed it. I like to joke where in high school and in, in middle school and high school, you know, liking Godzilla and Tokusatsu didn't get you a whole lot of dates, right? It's not something you wore like a badge of honor uh, with your friends, right? But it, it's always been in the back of my mind. It's always been something that I've loved. And, you know, we're not alone either. So I, like I said, I asked this question online in the Kaiju Groupie Facebook group and uh, I got a few answers and I told whoever would answer me, I said, Hey, I'll give you a shout out on the podcast if you give me an answer. And so, um, I'm not going to be able to read all of them because I actually got way more than I expected to. So I'm going to, I did pick out a few that were really good. And the first one I want to read out is from Tom Lee. And he says, when I was a kid, Godzilla was like a hero. I, I mean, after he scared, after after he scared me as a force of nature, first of all, I learned that nuclear radiation was bad too. Godzilla has always been my favorite until this, until this very day, and the best part is the friends I have met because of it, uh, which it can, which is true, right? Uh, you and I, uh, some others, we would not be having this conversation if it were not for this genre. Exactly. Yeah, I I was basically the only one too. Like, I watched the Godzilla movies with my dad and my brother, but I I was the only one that was like really obsessed with it. Like, I remember going on this website. I don't know if it exists today, but this website called Barry's Temple of Godzilla. I would spend hours on that website and just like read up right. on Godzilla and stuff like that. And I would draw pictures of him in my notebooks in school. But I had I. Anytime I wanted to like talk about how cool Godzilla is, anyone would be like, everyone would be like, no, I don't care. No one cares. Shut up. (laughs) So yeah, it wasn't until very recently that I really embraced the kaiju community. Like even when I went to G Fest a couple of times, like I, I was so used to people like telling me to shut up when I talk about Godzilla. I never bothered to reach out, but now I'm surrounded by everyone who loves these movies and it's it's great it's a great thing brings me joy it is it is and i have met so many people that i that um that correlate godzilla with their childhood like we had several comments like guys like uh benjamin jenkins holly moore mark myers uh even the the great uh, frankie b washington hi frankie uh they all said that godzilla had some influence on their childhood and it's really interesting uh it's really interesting to see a lot of these people uh that i've met in the last couple of years because honestly i've not been super into the fandom until maybe like a year or so ago right at this like maybe a little over a year at this point when some of the rumor some of the rumors and things started coming out about king of the monsters then i started getting more involved in the fandom and some of my favorite people i've met through uh this this genre right uh david and nathan and eric alex you er, uh, travis you know some others i mean there's a ton of people that i've been able to make friends with because of this stuff and i think that that is a huge part of it for a lot of folks because growing up this fandom seemed to be um very lonely right it seemed to be sort of an isolating place and uh i like 
I like what Charles Henderson's comment. I like what Charles Henderson left a comment. And he said, good friends and good times. I talk to these guys more, uh, more than anyone. If I, uh, if I did this right well, Oh, sorry. He just meant a side comment. Sorry. But Charles is basically saying that he talks to the people within these fan in this fandom more so than maybe other people. Right. It's just, we're just such a tight knit group. Mm -hmm. So I know we've covered a little bit about, you know, we've covered a little bit about when or about the, our, our experiences in the, in the fandom. So do we want to talk a little bit about, do we want to talk some about, you know, uh, when did we actually get involved in, uh, the franchise? When did our, in, when did our interest like peak? I mean, for me, I've been watching Godzilla for as long as I can remember, like I said. So it started yep. pretty much from birth, I, I gotta say. <laughs> uh, I was born to love Godzilla. It's always it's it's like it's 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 ingrained in your DNA. At this it point, really right? is. It really is. I, it's like what that guy says in, at the end of Godzilla 2000. Godzilla is inside each one of us. <laughs> I love the fact that you quoted Godzilla 2000. Godzilla 2000 because honestly, it, it's probably one of it's it's probably my favorite Godzilla movie. Mine too. I, I, right. uh, there's just so much to love about about that movie. Uh, I'll say it again for me started back in the started back in the early nineties. Uh, I think it was the TNT marathon. Uh, I think Godzilla thon monster vision, something or other. I can't, the name escapes me at this point. There's a YouTube, there's a YouTube uh, video, a YouTube trailer online. You can go watch it. If you're not, if that name rings a bell at all to you. Um, so I remember being involved with, I, I remember loving dinosaurs and paleontology and stuff like that growing up. And then my parents, um, found this marathon. I think it was new year's Eve, new year's day. And they sat down and recorded the entire marathon of 13 films for me. Uh, they took shifts throughout the nighttime. Uh, my dad happened to be laid off at that moment. So he wasn't doing anything. My mom, uh, worked, she didn't work. She was a homemaker. And, um, so they stayed up all night and took shifts and recorded those movies for me because I was sitting there watching them and enjoying them so much. And they wanted to do that for me. And that's sort of where, that's sort of when I got into it, that's sort of when it started for me. And so it just kind of, it just kind of spitballed, uh, it just kind of springboarded from there. Right. It's, um, it's crazy. So let me, that actually reminds me of a question I wanted to ask you. Do you remember what your very first G film was? I think it was King Kong versus Godzilla. I specifically remember watching that and like covering my head with a blanket because like I said, I used to be scared of them. But yeah. Yeah. I remember specifically the scene where he's like coming towards the coming to shore after he gets out of the iceberg. And, uh, I remember being so scared, or like, I'm thinking, in my two-year-old brain, I'm thinking, this thing has teeth, it's coming this way, and it's going to eat me. <laughs> uh, so does that, so does King, does the fact that King Kong versus Godzilla was your, possibly your first Godzilla film, at least it's the Godzilla film that you have the earliest memories of, 
does it still to this day rank super high on your list of favorites? I would, I guess I would say so for nostalgia reasons, nostalgic reasons. Yeah. But yeah, probably the, I know David from the apostle Kaiju apostle podcast hates the American version now, but I still love it. (laughs) But I can appreciate the Japanese version. They're like two different films, but like, I love both of them. They are. They're, they're, yeah, they're so, they're so different. And, um, for, for the longest time, the only thing we were able to get was the American dub of King Kong versus Godzilla. And it's so silly. It's, it's campy. It's, it's just so, I know a lot of folks within this fandom that that actually happens to be their favorite Godzilla movie. And I can't say that they're wrong because to me, in my opinion, there, there's no such thing as a bad Godzilla movie. Right. I know we kind of ran, we ran down on the, on the anime trilogy uh, a little bit, but there's no such thing as a, there's no such thing to me as a bad Godzilla movie. There's just Godzilla movies you don't like, right? It, cause taste is subjective. Exactly. So, uh, even though Godzilla versus, I'm sorry, King Kong versus Godzilla may not be your favorite. Obviously it's, uh, someone else's favorite and I'm just talking in general, but for me, I think my very first G film was, I'm not 100% sure, but I know the earliest memory I have of a Godzilla movie was Raids Again. And for some reason, I can still enjoy that movie to this day. I know a lot of folks hate it. I know a lot of folks have their issues with it, especially the folks that like to complain about, it's not Gigantus the Fire Monster, it's Godzilla Raids Again. But Gigantus the Fire Monster, for anyone who does not know, was the American title we got here in the U.S. uh, essentially because um, the studio didn't want to pay the money to put Godzilla's name in the movie. So yeah, they wanted, they wanted the, they wanted the, um, the appearance of the thing, just not the essence of the thing is, is pretty much how that worked. But does Raids Again still rank high on my list? Yeah, it does. And I think it's mainly just for nostalgia reasons. I think it's mainly for nostalgia reasons at this point. Um, so what is, in your opinion, what is your, what is your least favorite? What is your least favorite film, Kim? My least favorite film, uh, mm-hmm. hmm. off the top of my head, it would actually be maybe. Hmm. Do I have a least favorite besides Godzilla versus Destroyer? Which I have my valid reasons for not liking that. <laughs> <laughs> you do you. You do what you got to do. Listen, I, I'm not saying that that that's a bad film. I just I have my watch my video about it to get the full story as to why I'm not cool with that film. But as but but like you said, it's, it's not like there's no such thing as a Godzilla, bad Godzilla film. So I can't say any, any of the Godzilla films were bad, but, um, right. But we all have our least favorites. Like for me, it's, uh, my least favorite film as of right now. And I know it's super easy to hate on this, but Ray, but, uh, revenge, uh, all monsters attack. It's, it's sort of low hanging fruit at this point to hate on all monsters. attack. Oh, that's an easy target. I don't, yeah, it it's an easy target, but, it's not that it's a bad movie. It's one of the, it's I one of, I think it's one of those movies that it's so bad that it's good. It's one of, yeah. Yeah. I would I would probably put it in that category. I mean, I 
I can still enjoy it on some level. I, it's not my favorite. Like I, if I'm going to like, I'm looking over at my, uh, uh, Blu-ray shelf right now. I'm just looking at the, the spine titles and I'm like, if I'm going to go and pick one, that's probably going to be the last one on the list. Uh, except for the anime trilogy, which I don't own a physical copy of. Um, so probably at this point, it's probably got to be, I, well, I take that back. Probably one, any of the anime trilogy, I'm going to have to put lowest on the list because I, I would watch all monsters attack 10 times over in a row before I would watch the anime trilogy. Same here. Time Same here. Uh, that's going to get me some hate online, but it's, okay. I think we just both got canceled. Uh, we did. We did. So we're in this boat together. I don't know how many can, I don't know. I've not been keeping score. Uh, maybe the listener has, but um, I'm not sure how many cancellations we both had so far in this episode. Um, so my, on the flip side though, I don't know. I don't really know if I have a favorite either, right? I don't know if I have a, a go-to Godzilla movie at this point, because there are definitely ones that I love and, and we'll watch over and over and over like King of the Monsters, right? We did King, I, I did a sort of a live tweet session the other night of, of King of the Monsters. And I will watch that movie over and over and still enjoy it each and every time. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I actually did a live tweet session of that movie myself last night. And I'm just like, Oh, it gets me pumped every single time I watch it. It's so good. It is really good. And I, and I, I understand why people don't like it, right? That's, that's the thing. I understand why people don't like it because I think for me, one of the big issues I have with it is some of the pacing stuff, especially towards the middle act, um, is a little bit, uh, I wish that there would have, I wish we'd have gotten to spend a little bit more time with our human characters, uh, to a degree. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, the monster action, I think there, I think there was a good balance between human humans and monster action. I, I don't know what it would, what, I don't know if it would have benefited the film at all by putting more monster action in the movie. No, I, th right? I think, I think I there mean, was a good amount of monster action. They, they did it just right. Yeah, they did. They did. I, I, I can, I can get on board with that. So, I don't know, you know, taste is subjective. I go through ebb and flow. I go through sort of ebb and ebbs and flows of, of what I, what I think is my favorite. I, for a while, um, uh, monster zero was my favorite Godzilla film for a while. And that was probably that. And I only based that off of like how many times in a given month or so that I, that I watch it. Like it, it just becomes the sometimes some, there are some films that, um, when you don't know what to watch, but you know, you want to watch a Godzilla movie that just become the default. Right? Mm -hmm. So monster zero was one of those. Um, and which, which leads me to, to want to say that, you know, we're sort of in the middle of this. I don't, I know that the word Kaiju Renaissance has been thrown around a lot. And I hesitate to, to say that because it feels like a bloated statement, but, um, you know, we've seen so much, you know, Kaiju and Toku and all things of that genre coming out in the last, I don't know, like several, like in the last year since King of the Monsters, since 2014, especially, but since, especially since King of the Monsters, like it just feels like the hype train has just, uh, never come, has just never let up. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so 
there are so many places that you can watch these movies. So with that said, like, what do you, what do you think about all the, all the stuff that we've been getting in the last say year or so? Do you think that it's making people jaded? Do you think it's, uh, well, I, I don't want to lead you on. I, I don't want to lead you into, I don't want to lead you too much. I want to, I want you to answer like, what do you, what do you think about this quote unquote renaissance that we're in the middle of? I mean, I'm personally having a good time with it, but um, I can understand if people, other people are like jaded by it because, you know, it is quite a bit of stuff we're getting. We got, we had King of the Monsters last year and, um, you know, the, the whole monster verse happening. And I don't know. I think it's, it's fine. Yeah, I agree. Um I can see where people may be getting a little bit burnt out, but I mean, it's gotta be, I want to, I want to say that maybe it just feels that way because we're so sort of in this, in this niche community, um, right. Where everyone's sort of talking to each other. Mm -hmm. and like if I was in, like, if we were say normies, like I call my wife, my, I call my wife a normie because she doesn't care about anything related to Godzilla, Toku or giant monsters. She'll watch it when I want to watch it as a courtesy to me. Mm -hmm. But as soon as the movie's over or even sometimes halfway through the movie, she's like, eh, can we watch something else? And so obviously being a good husband, I have to oblige. So, mm -hmm. um, I just wonder sort of if maybe, uh, I'm just wondering what people from the outside think of all this, because I don't really have an outsider's perspective on any, on any of this. I I've tried to get an outsider's perspective and the consensus is, is eh, it's okay. It's not my, it's not my thing, but it's a, it's okay. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much, pretty much where I'm at. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. So, so let me ask you, just for the benefit of the folks listening, anyone playing the home game, uh, as Henry likes to say, um, where is your go-to place to find uh, these movies? To find these, to find anything like Godzilla related? Where's your Where's your place you go to? Uh, well, if there are, there are any stores left that sell DVDs, um, I usually find them find some Godzilla movies in the science fiction section. I always gravitate toward, gravitate towards that section, and I'm usually come across at least one or two Godzilla movies. And uh, I also recommend investing in the Criterion Blu-ray set with the, all the show-off era films. It's got a lot of extra features and stuff like that. It's fun stuff. Yeah, I went on a mission. I was telling somebody, I think it was maybe Lisa. I was telling her, I went on this mission after King of the Monsters or around King of the Monsters where I said, I'm going to own every single physical copy. I'm going to I'm going to own every single Godzilla movie I can uh, as a physical copy. I completed the collection and then the Criterion box came out. I'm like, well, son of a... <laughs> of course. Of course. And me being super nerd, I still bought the Criterion set. So anyway, that's, that's, you can judge me all you want to. Um, but no, I, I agree. And to, as, as, as of right now, I think the Criterion set is still available. I know it's not like the Gamera set, which oh I might have God. 
<laughs> you could still buy the Criterion set on Amazon. At last, I saw it. Uh, it came up as as an Amazon recommendation the other day, uh, and it's still at that one hundred and twelve dollar price range, which I think is fair. You know, it's I think I think if you're if you can get it for that price, you know, more power to you. And of course, you know, Criterion is a huge is a huge corporate is a huge company at this point, and uh, obviously, you know, of course, they made a large amount of a large amount of copies of those um, of those sets. Uh, unlike somebody we know, uh, Arrow Gamera, which only had eight thousand copies, and every and I heard everyone crying online about how they didn't how they weren't able to get a copy. Um, but I got mine. I don't know about you. Uh, no, I, I, I missed out one. on it, but I got the. The second set that they're putting out, um, what the oh, you got that pre-ordered? Yeah, I have that pre-ordered. It doesn't have like the comic book or, or whatever, but like I'm okay with that. I just want the movie. Yeah. yeah, I understand. I get it. I think there's a lot of folks, and I think there's a lot of people in that boat too that they didn't really care about the comic book or you know that kind of stuff. I know, um, I know there's, I know I have a few friends that that have that do that buy their comics digitally, and they have some Gamera comics um, as, as a PDF. So they weren't really hurting. They already had that material. Um, uh, is it, it's, it's still going to be a good set. I think you're, I think you're really good. I think you're, you're fine there. Anyone who wants to pick up that set just for the films, I think you're going to be okay. Um, you know, there are other places you can watch Godzilla movies. Like I know a lot of folks don't want to recommend this, but archive.org, if you've heard of that, um, just Google archive.org and you'll see what I mean. Uh, it's where you can find a lot of these things. And there used to be Godzilla movies on uh, Netflix, but those have since been taken down. Uh, and you can still rent Godzilla movies on Amazon Prime if you want, if you don't care about owning them uh, physically, which I recommend you do because anyone, I think it just came out this week, if I'm not mistaken, that uh, Amazon said, yeah, just because you buy something on Prime doesn't mean you actually own it. You, you're basically borrowing it. It's a good time to be a Godzilla fan, wouldn't you say? Oh, I would agree. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, It's a good time uh, because we're sort of in the middle of this, uh, like I said, we're just sort of in the middle of this resurgence of, of everything. And it's just, it's been fun. It's been, it's been real fun. Um, so you know, I've got two big questions that I really want to spend some time on. And I, and I would love to, I would, I really want, I, I really want us to spend some time on that. And I'm going to really, I'm, I'm really interested to see what your thoughts are. Um, first one is why would someone want to get invested in this franchise? Well, this franchise has a lot of entertainment value, especially the more campy films. Um, you get a lot of interesting characters, interesting stories, uh, and a lot of fantastic special effects. And uh, and who doesn't love some good monster action, you know? Like, you know, people like dinosaurs, right? You know, monsters are, you know, similar to dinosaurs, right? And, uh, and for me, um, if you watch all the movies, or at least a good chunk of the movies, you start to actually, like, feel something for the monsters, more specifically Godzilla. And to me, I think that makes the experience that much more rewarding. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's, um, and there's, it's something that we, we haven't touched on yet where a lot of folks feel like these movies are just, uh, for lack of a better way to put it, rock'em, sock'em robots, but with guys in rubber suits. 
just fighting each other, right? Yeah. But there's a but there's a lot more to it. There's a lot. There's some really good themes and storylines explored in this franchise. I mean, the original film Gojira from 1954 is is an allegory about nuclear radiation, the atom bomb, the World War uh, World War II, uh, the bomb being dropped on Hiroshima. Uh, I mean, that. If you go back, I don't recommend anyone start with Gojira from 1954. I don't recommend you start there. I, I want, I would say, and I want, and I'm curious if you agree with me or not. If, if you're going to start somewhere, start with maybe the later films, even if like, if you're brand spanking new, maybe Millennium, later Heisei, uh, even the MonsterVerse is a good place to start. Then go back and watch the Showa. If you if you really did sit on watching Showa, uh, maybe mid to later Showa might be something you want to look at first before diving into the original film. And I know that seems counterproductive to a lot of folks because you're because in to in in how movie in how movies sort of are structured now, you want to go back and watch the original movie. You want to get the origin story. But wouldn't you say that the, the, the origin story is a little bit hard. It's a little bit of a hard thing to swallow when you're watching it. Right. Yeah, I guess that's true. Cause I was going to say, I think people should start with the original. Um, and if you really, really don't feel like reading subtitles, um, you can watch the Americanized version of the 1954 version, which is King of the Monsters, 1956. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So, but, now you're saying um, the origin story is a little hard to digest, but I think that's important to, for people to know the origin story so they can take Godzilla as a whole more seriously like we do. Right. And I'm just kind of coming at it from the perspective of someone who's not brand, who's not familiar with this franchise at all. Um, I know there are exceptions to the rule, like Eric from Monsters vs. Men. He they started with Gojira and they've continued on, and he really loves that. But you know, I, I think it really depends on taste. Honestly, it comes down to what your taste in movies are. Uh, what I'm kind of going for, what I in what I said was aiming for those low hanging fruit uh, aspects of Godzilla, the more entertaining aspects of Godzilla to get people hooked. Then going back and watching the original because. Outside of the original, there's only maybe a handful of films that I can think of off the ha- off off the top of my head that really get deep into that nuclear message. Hmm. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah. So it's it, it's it's tough to, um, you know, it's 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 a it's a tough thing. It's a tough thing for a lot of folks to to grasp onto because, um, you know, it, it's hard for us in the West to understand what went on in 1954 like you know in the in japanese culture it's a it's a it's a really tough pill to swallow if you really get if you start digging into research of world history and things like that but i almost i almost sort of i I do sort of agree with you where you say that you do want to go back and watch the original story to understand where this character's origins, you know, where they, where it comes from, why Godzilla was created, period. He was created as a, as a response to nuclear testing, nuclear as the, is a response as an allegory to the nuclear uh, bomb or the, the atomic bomb, the H bomb, whatever. Um, but 
I was sitting here thinking why somebody would get invested in this franchise is just to enjoy sort of the complex, more comp. And this is what I was going to, this is what I was trying to say earlier before we got sort of went off on the 54 uh, tangent. Um, there are some other complexities that are involved with this, with this franchise, like, um, Oh, and it's, and it's really not, it's really not even like war related stuff. Like there are things that touch on that, but like for instance, monster zero, monster zero is a really good Godzilla film from the early Showa era that has very, very, I think it's, it is the film with the least amount of monster action, but the human plot and the human story makes up for it. Yeah, definitely. So that's why I know a lot of a lot of Godzilla fans, a lot of G fans, they like Monster Zero, but if you're a if you're someone who is just wanting to see monster wrestling, there's not a whole lot to be had in Monster Zero. It's it's really geared towards that human plot. And that's really I think there's and that's really what keeps a lot of folks around in the Godzilla franchise, which sounds weird to say that because it's a franchise dedicated to a giant radioactive lizard but it's not the monster fights it's the monster fights that 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 bring you in but it's the it's the human plots and the human story that keeps you here wouldn't you agree oh yeah i definitely agree people like to fast forward through the human parts but i think you should watch the human parts because it adds to the story i remember i in my review of the original gojira i mentioned how like the love triangle between emiko Sarazawa and Ogata, they that adds to the tension of the story, and that goes for every other Godzilla movie. Well, you know, it's not as tense, but you know, it adds something to the story. It helps you feel something for the characters and be invested in the movie. Right, right, for sure. And and um, you know, that's that's a really good example. Um, and I like how that story came to its ultimate conclusion in Godzilla versus Destroya. Like there's the, there's such an interesting plot line there from 1954 all the way up to Destroya with the oxygen destroyer. Um, so speaking a little bit about the human plots, I know if, if you're, if, like I said, if you're, if you're not quite into the monster wrestling, if you're not quite into that part of it just yet, you will be eventually. But if you're, if you're just wanting good story, what would you what would you recommend to somebody who just wants a good story within within the within a movie? Ooh, a good story, I would say Godzilla two thousand. I think that has a good story. No, um, well, for someone who is just getting into the franchise, um, I think that's a, like a good example of a Godzilla movie. Um, the story is just, you know, people um, chasing Godzilla, study, trying to study him, trying to figure out what he, what he's got, what he's got going on, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Absolutely, no, no. I think you're, I think you're spot on. Uh, I think you're spot on because Godzilla 2000, like, like uh, we've already said, that Godzilla 2000 is one of my favorite films too. <laughs> and you've got that interesting plot line of the mother daughter, uh, not mother daughter, father daughter relationship. Um, playing off in there. And I want to say that even, uh, GMK has a wonderful story. Uh, it does, it, it has a very good, it has a very good story, which also 
which also kind of funny enough has a, a, a father daughter relationship type story there. But GMK is one of those films. And by GMK, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm using insider language there. Uh, GMK stands for, is the shorthand for the film called uh, Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah, all uh, giant monsters, all out attack uh, from 2001. It's part of the, what they call the millennium era of films, uh, which span from 2000 all the way up to 2004 with final wars being the, uh, the conclusion of that era. Uh, but, you know, back on GMK, it explores some really interesting themes of like spirituality. It touches a little bit. It, it calls back some to the original 1954 with the anti, with the anti-nuclear message um, and a little bit of uh, mysticism. If you're, if you're someone who likes uh, a little bit of mysticism, a little bit of, um, uh, I guess mythology is probably a, probably the best word I'm going to be able to pull out of that. If you're someone who likes that kind of stuff, GMK is probably going to be the movie, the movie for you. Um, if, if someone Kim wants to watch a movie just for, just for raw action, which film would you recommend to somebody that just wants that? Uh, off the top of my head, I would say King of the Monsters 2019. I'm on the go to has a lot of good monster action. And good- I can agree with that. Yes. I can agree with that because I just I watched it the like I'm I'm like you I watched it the other night I think you and I watched it a day apart from each other and yeah, um, yeah. and it's definitely a good entry point for someone especially if they're new uh, because you know we're used to CGI we're used to more modern effects uh, maybe if you're not if you're a little bit on the fence about Tokusatsu and all Tokusatsu is just guy in rubber suit or you know actor in a rubber actor suited actor suit actors whatever um that's really all that's really all that stands for um but if you're if that's something you're a little bit on the fence about uh start with king of the monsters 2019 or even uh godzilla 2014 i know people really like that one as well and i know there's a lot of fans that put godzilla 2014 above 2019 because they think that godzilla 2014 has a better story uh whereas in that movie godzilla is just sort of seen as this force of nature where um a lot of folks, a lot of the gripes that people have with King of the Monsters is it's just monster wrestling throughout the entire film. But if you're going to, like I said, if you're going to recommend a film to someone who just wants raw action, they just want to watch an action movie. Godzilla uh, 2014 is, is pro- or 2019, sorry, King of the Monsters is going to be uh, probably the go-to film for you. Um, Kim, if someone wants to watch... Um, if someone wants to watch a Godzilla film that really makes you think, like if you want like sort of a more psychological thriller type Godzilla movie, which one would you, which one do you think you would recommend to someone? Ooh, psychological thriller. Hmm. (sighs) Good question. I would say one that would make you think, Uh, I don't, hmm. Is going to be kind of a weird answer, but maybe Godzilla versus Hetera because it has that whole anti-pollution message. That's a good answer. Yeah, yeah, that's a good answer. That's Hetera. Uh, Godzilla versus Hetera is one um, is one that I avoided for so long because I watched it early on as a kid. 
did not like it, then revisited revisited it again as an adult. Uh, oddly enough, when the Criterion set first came out, that's when I finally revisited it um, and was blown away. Well, not, I wouldn't say blown away, but I was impressed. I was impressed by how much I actually liked that movie. Um, cause like I said, it's, it's, it's a very polarizing film. Uh, a lot of folks don't care for that one. Uh, and Godzilla versus Hedera is the one from 1971. Uh, go look it up. It's a really interesting film. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's a unique, the best way I know how to describe it is a very unique entry in, in the franchise. It's got an anti-pollution message. It's got uh, political satire, political cartoon. It's in some degrees body horror um, too. If you if you like that kind of thing, um, so last category, Kim. If you're gonna if you're gonna recommend, say someone is big into comedies, what Godzilla film are you gonna direct them to? Um, I would say if you're looking to if you're open to reading subtitles i would say the japanese version of king kong versus godzilla because that's kind of like satire type thing but um i would also recommend godzilla versus megalon that's one of my favorites that has some like goofy moments in it right. yeah i can uh king kong versus godzilla is definitely supposed to have been i think uh, I, I feel like that one definitely was written to be a satire. It's supposed to be a critique of the advertising agency or the advertising industry yeah. uh, at that time in the sixties. And um, that one is definitely one that I would, I would put someone towards if they wanted just a, if they wanted a good laugh, they wanted a, a good giggle at something. Uh, Megalon is a good choice too, uh, but for probably a different reason uh, simply because it's so cheesy and so campy in, in parts that it's hard not to laugh at it in a way. Uh, yeah, it's really hard not to laugh at that film, but it's a, it's a, it's a fun one. I mean, it's, it's so much um, fun. I love it. That was one of my favorites as a kid. Yeah, same. It's one of the very first, uh, I think very first VHSs I ever owned, mm -hmm. uh, as a kid growing up because I think, um, I think Danny and I were talking about this, that my mom found it at the dollar store, excuse me, for like three bucks at the checkout counter. And she brought it home and I watched it and it's not my favorite film, uh, but I would still watch Godzilla versus Megalon over the anime trilogy any day. Oh, we're still on that, huh? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're we're still on that. We're still on that. If we're if if we're both going to be canceled, we might as well go out with a bang. I guess so. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, okay. So here is the big question, and uh, I want to spend some time on this one as well. Um, we're going to talk. We're going to talk sort of about the community at large, because. And I want to say that if you're going to be involved, if you're going to start getting into this film, uh, into these films and really want to dive deep, there is a community uh, surrounding it, right? Because if there wasn't a community surrounding it, you and I would not be doing this show right now. Mm -hmm. uh, if there was not an audience, if there was a, if there was not a community to speak to. Um, so my question is, how can we as the Godzilla kaiju giant monster community 
be more helpful to newer fans and help them along this journey? Well, I can narrow it down to just two things. Number one, don't be a gatekeeper. Number two, don't be a horrible human being. I mean, that's that's all there is to it, really. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) people have to understand that different opinions exist, and that's okay. Like, someone, someone else's favorite Godzilla movie may be your least favorite and vice versa. That's okay. The world is not going to explode because someone disagrees with you. Just let people enjoy things and let people dislike things if they dislike it. And on top of that, just just be a good person. Just be welcome. Welcome the newcomers with open arms. Don't antagonize anyone. If you don't have anything nice to say, just don't say anything at all. No one's holding a gun to your head, forcing you to interact with someone you don't want to interact with. Like, just calm down. Relax. Right. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's that's funny. Um, but I, I think you, I think you, I think you touched on something there that's important. That you know, we're as we're going through these films, you're going to interact with a lot of folks that have been around for a long time. Uh, you know, people like me, you, and so, and some other quote unquote pillars in this community. Uh, I mean, there we're all, there's a lot of good people in this community. There's a lot of great people in this community that will help you. Uh, there's a lot of great podcasts in this community that are dedicated to this very topic. Uh, Kaiju Apostle, Monster Island Film Vault, uh, uh, Henry Show, it came from a monster movie. He about, I about blanked on it for a second. Um, uh, Monsters versus Men, Gargantia Cast, Tokyo Lives, and some others, and we all have dedicated our time to, you know, sort of helping fans enjoy these films in in different ways, right? And and I think it's I think that's important to re- I think it's important to remember that, you know, we're not all coming at these movies from the same perspective. Mm. We're not all coming from these films with the same desires in mind. Some of us want monster action. Some of us want a good human plot. Some of us want, uh, just as just some of us just want an escape for 90 minutes, right? Just, it doesn't, it doesn't matter where you come in at. We're just happy you're here. We're just happy that you're here. And it's important for, I think older fans, and newer fans, when they see someone coming into the community, like you said, we open them, we don't, we open, we welcome them with open arms. We say, Hey, you know, you know, what's your name? What movies do you like? How can, you know, how can we, I guess, how can we help you? It's just, I don't want to, I don't want to sound like it's too customer servicey, but it's essentially what we're doing here is we're trying to build a community and we're trying to be good, as good to each other as we possibly can, because we want to share this, um, this love of this fandom with everybody. We want everybody to love this stuff. Not everybody will granted, not everybody will love the same things we love. Mm -hmm. And I think I like what you said, where uh, just let people like what they like, let people do, let people do and explore these movies and explore this franchise and explore this genre the way they want to explore it. And when they want to ask a question, answer the question, uh, don't be a dick about it, you know, or sorry, I probably need to bleep that out because this is not my show. Cancel PG 13. I know this is PG 13, uh, supposed to be PG 13. <laughs> anyway. Um, 
but yeah, let people, you know, explore these films the way they want to let them enjoy them. And when they want to talk about it, talk about it with them. I mean, it's just as simple as that. Like, don't be, don't be rude. Um, I mean, that sounds really trivial, I guess. It sounds really simple in a way just like we have to tell people don't be rude, but in, in the age of social media where everyone seems to want to be rude to each other, um, it's a good reminder, uh, to just to do that. Don't, don't be, don't be mean to each other because that's one of the problems. That's one of the things that I see is we don't know how to talk to each other. And especially we, and, uh, and oftentimes we don't know how to talk to each other in a productive way about these movies. Like you like all monsters attack. Okay. That's cool. Uh, you, if you like all monsters attack, you may also like, uh, Godzilla versus Megalon or Godzilla versus Gigan. Cause those two, those, both of those films are, a little bit on the sillier side or, you know, you like Shin Godzilla. Okay. So the anime trilogy may be your speed. I don't care personally care for it, but it may be right up your alley. Right. So just let people, let, let people explore things the way they want to explore them and then just help them along the way. Exactly. Yep. yep. So, um, Kim, do you have any closing thoughts for, uh, for Godzilla 101? Do you want any, do you have anything that pe- that you want to tell people about this franchise uh well um for anyone who is um new to this franchise and just coming into it um do not confuse godzilla with the 1998 film that is not godzilla um i actually have a video on my channel explaining why that film is not part of the godzilla franchise despite the title um so please don't get confused with that um other than that um (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's a whole other can of worms uh, because there's Oh boy. Um, okay. I'm not going to tell people not to watch that movie. I'm, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm just saying don't confuse it as Godzilla. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, it is, it is, it is lovingly called uh, Gino for a reason. And Gino stands for Godzilla in name only. Um, but yeah, I mean, the American version of Godzilla has had a very checkered past uh, to say the least. Uh, I think, we America has only attempted Godzilla a handful of times with uh, G nine with well first with the Hanna Barbera cartoon then with G ninety eight then G ninety eight subsequent then the, the cartoon that would come after based on the G ninety eight film which is excellent I recommend anyone go check out that cartoon because it's fantastic it's called Godzilla the series um, and then we've got twenty fourteen and now Godzilla King of the Monsters. Um, for the most part, America has done a pretty good job with the franchise um, with only maybe one dark spot, which we won't go any, we won't go into anymore. That's another um, podcast for another day. That is another, you're right. That is another podcast for another day. Maybe when you start your own show, you can have, you can have me or Travis on and uh, we can talk about how much we love Godzilla 1990. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about having my own show, but uh, maybe I'll have you on a video or something. I don't know. You never know. You never know. I mean, it's, it seems like podcasting has become the, uh, has become the, the, the fashionable thing to do lately. So it seems like everybody has a podcast. I guess I'll, I'll I think on board then. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that comes from the fact that, you know, we've been living in a weird time with 2020. Like everyone just feels isolated and just wants to talk about something other than, 
the news all the time. So yeah, which I, I totally get it. I totally get it. It's the whole reason why one of the reasons why Travis started his show. Uh, it's one of the reasons why I started my own show. It's a lot of. Re- it's one of the reasons why a lot of our friends start their own shows is because they just wanted to talk about something with somebody, and that's really what it comes down to is just a community of people that want that love this as much as we do, and they just want to talk about it. So, you know, my closing thoughts were, I. I did an interesting experiment that I did an interesting experiment this week where I posted a question and I said, Hey, if you could sum up the entire G franchise in five movies, what would they be? So I took those comments and based on whichever films that were recommended the most, those were the films I watched in order of their recommendations. So I started with Gojira, then King of the Monsters, then GMK, all monsters, giant monsters, all out attack. Uh, Godzilla versus Biollante, and then uh, Godzilla versus Mothra, or Mothra versus Godzilla from 1964. And the experiment was, if my view has, if my view of these movies or franchises changed, or, or could change based on the order of those films, and not really. Uh, my, my view of the franchise has not changed. I still love it. You know, I still love Godzilla, the Godzilla franchise as a whole. Um, probably the, the most interesting thing that has happened, uh, with that was, you know, watching Gojira and GMK in the same week, uh, because, uh, uh Shusuke Kaneko that did, um, uh, GMK and the Gamera series, it was interesting, uh, here, the way it was interesting to me how many callbacks to the original, uh, go the 1954 film there was in that movie. Um, so I had, I had, so I had probably thought about it at some point before, but never, it never really stuck out to me as much as it did this week, you know, watching those two films in the same week. Um, Godzilla King of the monsters, like I said, like you and I have talked about Godzilla King of the monsters is just a fun ride that I'm willing to take every single time. Hey, Matt. Um, yes. Uh, Godzilla versus Biollante. Um, uh, it's star has sort of fallen for me over the years. I used to love Biollante. Um, not so much anymore. I feel like there are better Heisei, there are better Heisei films out there. Uh, than Godzilla versus Biollante. I actually think Godzilla versus King Ghidorah is a better film, but that's just me. Um, and to end it with uh, Mothra versus Godzilla from 1964, which, you know, it's a classic. Just go watch it. That's really all I can say about <laughs> that. But, you know, those are my thoughts. Um, there's really not a whole lot to say about the Godzilla franchise that are that are that has not already been said before that other podcasts haven't covered and other other YouTube videos like yourself uh, have not covered uh it's just a rich fandom it's a rich it's a it's a franchise with a rich history and yeah it's a, it's a good community to be involved in it really is mhm so uh all right, so that was our main topic. So do you want to move into some mailbag? Sure. All right, let's find out what's in the mail today. What's in the mail today? Uh, Travis sent us a mailbag question. Uh, now, 
Travis is usually on this show. He's the host. Uh, but due to some extended circumstances with the hurricane, uh, he has decided he couldn't make it. So, you know, thankfully you, Kim, were willing to to step in in his shoes. And again, thank you. Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it. And Travis told me, Travis made sure to tell me uh, to let you know that he really appreciates what you've done uh, as well. Oh, well, uh, thanks for having me. This has been really fun. Never been on a podcast yeah. before. Yeah, it's it's been good. It's been good. I've enjoyed it. But getting into the mailbag question that Travis sent, uh, it says, since the month of October is a time when a lot of people are looking for horror movies to watch, what Godzilla film do you think fits the horror genre the most? What's some of the, and what is some of the scariest moments in the Godzilla franchise? So Kim, I'll let you start. Um, for horror movies, I think, um, Shin Godzilla would be good. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Cause just, just for Godzilla's design in that film alone and, and the fact that he's so like hard to kill. So I think he looks, I think he looks pretty scary in that film. Um, but, uh, let's see. What else? I'm trying to think. I'm thinking back. You can edit this part out where I'm thinking. I'll put in some Jeopardy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, See, this is why you see so many jump cuts in my videos because I can't, I can't (laughs) brain. No, you're fine. No, take your time. We're, We're all good. Godzilla versus Destroyer has some good like horror genre moments, like for like a regular non kaiju monster movie, like the part where the little baby destroyers are like running around the uh, aquarium or whatever. I think that was pretty horror esque. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good one. That is a good one for me. I don't know. Probably the one that feels the most horror ish i guess horror whatever horror movie like whatever um it's got to be godzilla versus hedra from 71 mm-hmm. uh and for for good reason i think because we talked about when i mentioned it earlier godzilla versus hedra has some really interest it, it not only it has some really interesting themes about pollution and some other things but it also has uh some of the effects are really well done like uh it's got some body horror it's literally got people melt being melted by hetera uh which is pretty horrific which i know fall which falls into the uh scariest moments category because when you watch that film and you're not prepared for melting people um yeah it throws you off guard a little bit um shin godzilla i agree with uh shin godzilla is pretty horrifying especially um, when he first comes ashore with Kamada Kun, uh, and it's just bleeding everywhere. It's pretty gruesome. Yeah. Um, uh, and then of course your favorite scene in Shin Godzilla, uh, when he just releases that atomic breath everywhere and you can, it just feels so <sighs> sad. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's horrific because you see people and cars and just everything being wiped out and, yeah, that is that is probably one of the most horrifying moments in the Godzilla franchise. Uh, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Shin Godzilla in general, but that scene is just amazing. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, so, Travis, to answer your question, both of us agree on Shin Godzilla, and I'll throw in Hedera on top of it, just because Hedera is just a weird, 
a weird freaking movie. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, So before uh, we get out of here, Kim, I want to give you, I want to give the mic back to you and I want you to plug as much of yourself as you uh, deem appropriate. All right. Well, um, like I said, I am on YouTube. You can find, just go on YouTube and search Kaiju Kim and you can find me immediately. Um, You can keep up with me on Twitter and Instagram to get an idea of what I have coming up next. I upload every other Tuesday on my YouTube channel. So my Twitter is at Kaiju Kim and my Instagram is at Kaiju underscore Kim. And uh, I'm on Facebook too, but I don't really post on there. But yeah. Just uh, check me out there. Okay. Yeah. I, I just want to say, you know, anyone listening, please go check out Kim's YouTube channel. It's really great. She's got some good content on there. Uh, probably my favorite episode you've done so far is the one you did on Godzilla 2000. Uh, I watched your Shin Godzilla episode today uh, just as a refresher. I couldn't remember how you felt about that movie, but I wanted to... Um, uh, have that in the back of my mind as we were talking, as we were having this conversation, because I'm sure Shin, I'm, I was confident that Shin would probably come up. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, please, anyone interested, go check out Kim, uh, at her YouTube channel by this, by named Kaiju Kim. She's under Kaiju Kim on all the socials, uh, same name. Um, so again, thank you so much for, uh, being on the pod this week, Kim. I know it was sort of spur of the moment. We had something totally different planned for today. Uh, but yeah, I'm really grateful that you took the time to, to have this conversation. Oh yeah. I'm always, I'm always happy to talk about Godzilla. Anyone, any other podcasters out there want to talk Godzilla, hit me up. Oh, I'm sure they're, you're going to get a lot of calls after this. Yeah, I'm sure. You're a lot, you're gonna, you, you are. You're going to get a lot of DMs after this. I'm not even joking. I'm, I, I don't want that to sound me being facetious, but I'm going to recommend uh, you to, to everybody that I interact with. Of course, we interact with the same people. I don't know why I even need to recommend you because people know you're, you're awesome. So, no. uh, so yeah, thank you so much again for, for being on the show. And before we get out of here also, I have to ask, because if I don't, Travis is going to kill me, uh, the trivia question for next week. And if we haven't mentioned it before, I'm pretty sure I have, but just to reiterate, this month we are covering all things Godzilla. So uh, starting next week, uh, for the next three weeks, we're going to be doing one Godzilla film from the Showa era, Heisei era, and then Millennium era. Uh, to celebrate the the Godzilla franchise throughout the entire month of November. So each and every week, we ask a trivia question uh, that correlates with the film we're going to be talking about next week. So the trivia question for the film uh, next week is says, uh, what Showa-era Godzilla film is the only one to feature a history of Godzilla in the opening credits of the American edit? So there's your trivia question that will be posted on all of our socials. It'll be posted on Twitter. That'll be posted on the Kaiju Groupie Facebook group this week. And I promise if you leave uh, an answer, doesn't matter if it's a funny answer, a serious answer or the correct answer uh, or even the wrong answer, we'll still read it out on the next episode of the podcast. And I also just want to take the time to say thank you for take. Yeah, getting tongue tied. 
I also just want to take the time to say thank you for listening, everybody. If you want to follow the podcast on social media, we are Kaiju Weekly on Twitter and Kaiju Groupie Pod on Twitter. That's me and Travis. Uh, on Instagram, I am the Kaiju Groupie. On Instagram, it is Kaiju Weekly Pod on Instagram. You can email feedback to kaijuweekly at gmail.com. Also, you can find us on the Kaiju Groupie Facebook group. Uh, we're always just sort of hanging out there, interacting with everybody. Um, also, I want to say a big thank you to Shijer and Alex for supporting us on Patreon. I know lately, uh, Travis and I have been really thinking about what we're going to be doing with Patreon. Uh, we're not quite sure yet. We should have a decision on that this week, and I'm sure we'll make that announcement on social media. Um, so we'll be sure to keep you informed on that. But if you do want to support us, it is patreon.com slash Kaiju Weekly Pod. Also, uh, if you don't want to support us financially, you can do. You can also support us by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, preferably a five star review. Uh, and like I say every week, you can criticize us all you want, but as long as you make it five stars worth, we will read that feedback on a future episode. And what that's going to do is that's going to put this show in front of other Kaiju and Tokusatsu fans just like you, and it's going to help us have more conversations with more fantastic people just like Kim here, and uh, hopefully. Uh, shed some light on some other great people within the community. Um, I don't necessarily have an ending statement this week. I will say, uh, just like always, you can help control the giant monster population, have your Godzilla's minions, something spayed or neutered. I guess I hope I did that right, Travis. If not, I'm sure you'll let me know. Thank you so much, Kim, for being on the pod. Thank you for having me. Thank you guys for listening.